following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. edition of Wrestling News Live. I am the Trey Dog, alongside my tag team partner, Jay. Yes. Okay. Back and better than ever on your Saturday nights. I'm still adjusting to this Saturday night time slot. I'm, I'm not used to it yet, especially when we're in the fourth quarter of my Oklahoma Sooners and the Oregon Ducks on the road. Tough environment. Man, that crowd has been unbelievable today. It's been a great game if you got a chance to check it out. I noticed that the ABC game, they showed like Five states that got one game, and then the rest of the United States got this one. Oh. So I was like, oh, well, good shot. I'm going to get my game. All right, there we go. All right, also joining us, the third leg of the tripod, the uh, funky one himself, Adam Martin. What's up, Adam? Doing good, and the uh, Iowa Hawkeyes are still undefeated, so that makes today even better. Yeah, I worked this afternoon at the station, and the uh, first channel I turned to was that game. And I thought, oh, well, it's Adam's boys. I'll watch it. Nobody else is up. We'll see what's going on. So. Just right up the road from me here, so. I uh, got to watch about the first, I don't know, the first half, maybe. It wasn't looking good when I turned it off. They were losing when I turned it off. So. No, no, yeah. And that, that's been the big debate in Iowa. There was a big billboard up in Cedar Rapids that said this is a cyclone nation, and it, it's completely opposite. It's just not even true, and no one really likes the cyclones around here. So they've kind of won a lot of the last beans between, like, 97 and now, so... We got our little uh, Cyhawk trophy back, and that, that made uh, things a lot better. A lot of drunks walking around this morning, but that made an interesting uh, tailgating atmosphere. So Now, what was it you asked me in Instant Messenger? I'm sure you probably didn't want me to say this on the air, but uh, what was the beer question you asked? Oh, yeah. I said, is it is it normal to uh, drink beer at, like, 8 o'clock in the morning? Because I had, like, three beers, and I felt like I ate, like, a greasy cheeseburger afterwards. I didn't want to. It just there's grossed me two, out. There's so. only two circumstances where that's uh, justifiable. One is, of course, college football or, or, yeah. or professional football. Two is if it's in the middle of the summertime and you spent all week out on the lake, river, uh, pond, creek, whatever the hell type of water you might be on. <laughs> creek. Uh, yeah, creek. He no, said creek. creek. Uh, but, yeah, that's the only time that does it. I will add one more to the list. There is another time where drinking beer at 8 o'clock is acceptable, and this one is mostly true for myself and JSK. When you've still been drinking and you haven't stopped, yeah, and it's okay. 7:55 a.m. There you go. All right. <laughs> Which is basically every time you hang out with the trade dog and JSK. So. Yes. Yes. Although last night I I didn't drink as much as I'd like to have, and I knew that I couldn't because I had to get out of work. I've been drinking so. all week because uh, I had my poison earlier this week, so it's kind of stopped me from drinking this week. Yes. Yes. So, uh, and then tonight I'm going out with some friends. Gonna. Go tear it up tonight as soon as the show is over with. But we've got a good show for you here tonight. And it is your WWE Unforgiven preview. It's going to be different for us telling you what to expect instead of what just happened. Basically, we didn't have to sound retarded after uh, the pay-per-views because it just happened. So we didn't we have were to always go, oh, a genius. I think this person's going to win. And, you know. We were always a genius. Oh, yeah. Now, I do have some inside information. I don't know how inside the info is. I got it from the host of another wrestling show. I'm not going to mention any names because I didn't tell them I was going to. But they say that somebody within the WWE is already leaking information saying that John Cena 
will lose. Now, I thought about that this week. I watched Raw this week, and we'll get to our unforgiven predictions coming up in the show. All three of us, plus one of our listeners, we will all give our, our, our expertise for whatever it's worth. Uh, don't run to Vegas with these picks if they still take bets in Vegas for WWE. I um, think they do. I think they do, too. Um, basically, I got to thinking about it after I watched Raw, and, you know, the SmackDown debut for the new CW Network, when does that take place again? Next Friday. Next Friday. How convenient is it? that they could lead off their debut show on the quote-unquote finger quotation new network with John Cena on the program, mm. fresh off his unforgiven loss to Edge. Now, is that is that too perfectly set up? Or is that we're just not supposed to think that far ahead? We're not supposed I, to. I don't know. I don't, I don't think we're supposed to, but, it, yeah, it makes sense, perfect sense. But uh, I don't know, I've heard a few things, and I'll, I guess we can get to that later in the prediction. But Yeah, we will definitely do our yeah. predictions coming up. I want to thank everybody for joining us in the chat room. You can do so at www.wrestlingnewslive.net. And I uh, want to thank uh, tpsradio.net and audiowrestling.com for carrying the show tonight. But, but first and foremost, thanks to everybody spending their Saturday early evening supper time with the, uh, well, I was going to say the three rednecks, but two and a, a third member, I guess we could say, the tripod. Yeah. I can't quite call Adam a redneck, even though he did shave a fat man's back. He did have beer at 8 o'clock in the morning. That's true. That was not me. That was Chops. Okay. So. Well, well, you know what? You will find in radio that you can pretend to be somebody else, but inevitably it all comes <laughs> back to you being the same person. That's right. Yeah. You are you. You're just letting more of you come out. Which, exactly. From what I understand, isn't that great to begin with? But anyway. Thank we'll you very get, much. Appreciate that confidence, yes, Ray. We will get to your Unforgiven picks coming up later on in the show. We've also got a brand new Funky Five for this week. I know at one point <laughs> we had a Funky Three. I'm hoping we've got a Funky <laughs> Five. I don't know if we do or not. But that's Adam's department. We'll find out coming up we after the first break. We've also decided we're going to do a little bit different tonight. See how it goes. I like the idea. Adam came up with it. I won't even pretend to take credit for it. But instead of giving you all your news in one big lump sum where it's just one long, drawn-out news segment, I'm going to give you the new WNL Wrestling News Live WrestleView.com News Minute. We'll do them before every break, and we'll see how that goes tonight. So all kinds of new shit going on for Wrestling News Live on your Saturday, as a matter of fact. So why don't we do that now? We'll just go ahead and take ourselves a break right off the bat. We'll send it to Adam Martin for a WrestleView.com News Minute. Adam? All right. Well, WWE has officially canceled two events in Israel scheduled for this month. The uh, company had rescheduled the events earlier this year when the conflict between Israel and uh, Hezbollah in Lebanon began in the Middle East. There remains no word on when WWE will be returning to the country, however, so that's something to keep traps of. Uh, the After Hours Spot Radio Show, which is a show on Sirius Satellite Radio, they have started a petition against the new Crime Time tag team. They've had two segments air on Raw. Uh, they've described the tag team as, quote, WWE's latest racist wrestling characters that parody black racial stereotypes. Um, they did have a petition, like I said earlier, set up online, but that has since been deactivated, so I don't know if they're uh, killing that idea or not or whatever. But uh, And finally, this is something to keep track of. If you like this show, former World Heavyweight Champion Batista 
will be appearing on the show Smallville on the uh, CW network. It normally airs on the WB. Everything's coming together pretty soon now, though. Uh, he's going to be taping this appearance later this week, and I guess it's supposed to air on Episode 9 of the season. And uh, like we mentioned earlier, the CW network will officially kick off starting next week. So uh, with your WNL News Minute, I am Adam Morton of RussellView.com. Hey, this is Randy, the Natural Couture, and you're listening to TPSRadio.net. Monday, after tables, ladders, and chairs. Say the name for the, for the WWE title. After hell in a cell. Well, the big man, I can see, live, I will die. Will there be anything left? What will happen? Who will survive? Monday at 9, only on USA. Hey, race fans, America's number one motorsport is available like never before. It's the Stock Car Zone, the podcast for race fans, with me, your crew chief, Corey Costello. Each week, I'll take you inside my little mental garage for all things stock car racing. From NASCAR Next Up Cup, Bush Series, Craftsman Trucks, if it's NASCAR, you'll find it in the zone. You can even get involved by calling our pit stop line at 1-866-917-RACE. So check it out, Stock Car Zone, the podcast for race fans, available weekly at StockCarZone.com. Five o'clock, Sunday, October 1st. The superstars are coming to Springfield's Hammond Student Center as WWE and the new motion picture, The Marine, present Raw Live. There's going to be a fight. In a no-holds-barred match, the WWE title is on the line when John Cena battles Edge, the Rated-R Superstar. And then, for you, the game is over. You see the game, Triple H, join forces with the Nature Boy, Rick Flair, for a two-on-four handicap match versus the Spirit Squad. You've also seen the legend killer, Randy Orton. Another legend dies! One-on-one with the monster, Kane. Will win! And many more in a special 5 o'clock bell time, Sunday, October 1st. Races are available now. Get with the box office, MissouriStateFix.com, or charge by phone. Visit WWE.com for more details. Well, we all just want to be big rock stars living in time. Bouncers driving 15 cars. Girls come easy and the drugs come cheap. We'll all stay skinny as we just won't eat. Now, back to the wrestling show that's for the fans, by the fans. Wrestling News Live. Back to you guys. All right, welcome back to Wrestling News Live. I am the trade Dog alongside my tag team partner. J.F.K. And Omega brings up a good point, and I want to thank Omega and Santa Loco for some behind-the-scenes stuff, helping me out with some things. And Santa Loco and Omega may not even know what they did, but they helped out quite a bit this week. So we'll yeah. Them. Um, you know, Omega brings up a good point. He says, I love how the WWE does things like crime time, and you hear all these protests, but if SNL or Mad TV does those, then people don't even flinch. And when I heard this story about this serious station doing it, I went and did some investiga- investigating, not anything that you couldn't just look up on the Internet, but it's a, from, from what I understand, it's more of a hip-hop station. So African-American employees see this crime time thing, and then they just throw up the red flag. Well, you didn't hear white people bitch when they put out, you know, Murdoch and what's-his-nuts. Yeah, really. Saying, Jake Murdoch, I mean, know, come we're on. Not, we're not all rednecks, but uh, you, you didn't hear that. Or Matt Stryker, you know. Or Matt Stryker, or even the Spirit Squad coming out and doing their, you know, 
gay cheerleader routine or whatever the hell that is. And I, I mean, mean, I don't know. Ridiculous. What about when Hassan, Hassan Hussein come out? You didn't hear it. The only time you heard bitching is when they come out. When he come out with enforcers, terrorists. Well, I will you know? say, I will say that I kind of see their point. I do kind of see their point, and I see them thinking, you know. You know, here we are again. We finally get some brothers in the WWE, and they're going to make them crime time, where they're going to be stealing shit and robbing stores to get their 40 times down. And Wait a minute. Didn't uh, didn't um, Eddie and Chavo already do the stealing? Why cheating and stealing? Well, yeah, but they didn't do it as a part of their training. They just did it because they were thieves. Okay, well, how many how many Mexicans <laughs> got offended by that? Um, I don't know. I think of none. I didn't hear of any. I didn't, you know. That was a big thing. Lie, cheat, and steal. Shit, I'm a lie, cheat, and steal my way all the way. Yeah, I just, I don't, I don't remember. Nobody, nobody yeah, yeah. said anything down towards that. I mean, that's just what's fucked up about it. Like you said, it's a, it's a, a predominantly hip hop type station where more of the black persuasion listen to it. I mean, and they're, they're more sensitive, I guess, to the fact that, oh, well, that ain't us. I mean, blah, blah, blah. I mean, there's. Two billion Mexicans in the United States right now. Yeah, but so many of them. Right. So many of them were busy cooking in kitchens all over the United States that they probably didn't get a chance to catch Raw or SmackDown. In the whole six or seven years that they were going <laughs> to go. <laughs> I was going to let it stay nice and quiet for Trey, so he has to think about that after he says it. Oh, I don't care. Uh, again, people don't send me instant messages during the show. I, I just I don't understand why people cannot figure it out. But they feel like they know you, Trey. So they have to. Here, why aren't you talking to me? Because I'm hosting a fucking show. See if they understand that. There we go. Now there you go. Now leave me the hell alone. All right, Adam, are you ready to do some funkiness? The funky funk? I, I am ready to do so, yeah. All right, well, I guess we should probably... Get into that. I guess I gotta find the intro for the funny five. Oh, there. <laughs> I knew you were gonna do that. Are you ready? Cause I'm not quite ready. Not ready. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story, and I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. <laughs> It's time for the Funky Five with Adam. Play that funky music, like boy. Martin from WrestleView.com. Ladies and gentlemen, you're in for a treat. The funky one himself has been awake since 8 o'clock this morning where he had three beers for breakfast. And it's now time for your Funky Five. Adam? All right, well, the first one this week, and I don't know if you guys, I know you guys say you really don't care about this, but it's still something that I love it when you lead off watching, that. and that's the television oh, ratings God. every week. And I don't have the rating in for TNA. I know last week it, it was, it fell back down like a .7.8, which has been frustrating, I know, for TNA, but they did have to go head-to-head with the uh, MTV Video Music Awards a few weeks ago, as well as the debut of uh, football. So the NFL, and I think that was the Dolphins, and uh, Steelers game, so they had a lot of competition there. But um, this week, there was some more competition for the WWE. It wasn't just TNA having to play around with it. Uh, Monday Night Raw went head-to-head with those first two Monday Night Football games. The show only hit a 3.6 rating, which was way down from around the 4-0 range they've been averaging uh, before NFL returned. 
the first Monday Night Football game, the uh, Vikings and Redskins, that drew 12 million viewers. And the uh, second game of the night, Chargers and, and Raiders, that one drew 8 million viewers. So Raw um, saw quite a bit of their audience get tuned out. And I know a lot of people say, well, maybe just because the show sucked. Well, when you have those large numbers of Monday Night Football kicking in, that has to be a reason. ECW is down this week as well to a 1.9. Um, maybe that was because the show was not live. It was taped on Monday. And SmackDown, obviously, I don't want to put too much blame on it. It's been pretty much a huge headache with them with the whole stuff with UPN and then the switch to the CW network. It actually only drew a 1.0 broadcast rating, which is probably the lowest that show has ever gotten. But uh, a lot of major cities don't get SmackDown or they haven't picked it up because of the whole UPN affiliates deal. But as a whole, ratings were down this week, and I think you could put a lot of blame on football. But oh, yeah. next week it's going to be interesting to see how it is because there's not like two games on Monday night or Thursday. So, well, I would say that Monday night football for sure is going to be a ratings killer for Raw. They're just not ever going to get over that Monday night football. Even moving oh, yeah. from ABC to ESPN, which is cable and no longer just free TV. Right. I want to say, now don't quote me, but I want to say that I, I heard that this was one of the highest rated Monday night footballs ever. Yeah. Well, it, 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 in a way, yes, and in a way, no. This was the first time it hasn't been on like broadcast TV right. and ABC. It's the big switch to just strictly cable. But um, it's, how it's one often, of the highest rated cable sports. Yeah, I don't know about of all time because on ABC, obviously, you don't need cable. Anybody can pick up ABC. So. But, but how yeah, often, it, though, how often, though, has something on cable television outdone ABC, NBC, CBS, and others that are on normal free television in the ratings. No, you're right. And it was it was a really big game. And I don't know if it was just because it was that first big Monday Night Football game. Because what's the game this Monday night? Because I know the Sunday Night game's Dallas and Redskins, but I, I didn't catch what the Monday Night game is this week. I'm I, not I don't sure. know if it was any big. I'm not sure, but it doesn't matter because of fantasy football. That's true, that's true, yeah. I mean, it's gotten to the point now where fantasy football's gotten to the point where, to be honest with you, I watch many games that I don't care about. Right. You know, I could care less about Washington versus Minnesota. I could care less. Answer that. It's going to be it's going to be the Steelers and Jaguars. So I don't know if that is Um, well, you got to go with the Steelers being the defending Super Bowl champions. All the drama going on with Ben Roethlisberger, and is he going to play, is he not going to play? He's been, you know, in and out of the hospital so many times. Um, and then you've got the Jaguars, who basically went in and donkey-punched the people that everybody was picking for the Super Bowl in the NFC. Yeah, no, that, so was, that gonna, was a big loss for Dallas. So you're going to have, paying attention to that, so. you're gonna have great ratings again for Monday night. And a lot of people, hey, it's 2006, and a lot of people do like I do. I watch the football games, and I TiVo, or DVR, however your system is set up, I record Raw, and then I watch it after the football games are over, and I'm home from work. Now, I don't know if that counts for ratings, because, again, I don't deal with ratings. I don't know. I don't know what television ratings are, are like. Well, I, I know there was an idea, and I don't even know if they put this forth yet, but there was an idea where they were going to also count how many people were recording the shows using TiVo and DVR units, and they were going to factor that into the rating instead of just doing it the way they do it with Nielsen Media Research, where it's just kind of an estimate. So I don't know if they're going to, if they, if they have done that, if they are going to do it. That was a lot of talk, and it was maybe when that happened, because like you know, we like we said, a lot of wrestling fans don't watch like TNA and Raw Live and stuff like that because they're out doing stuff. Um, but yeah, that would definitely help big time, and the ratings of a lot of these shows are counted if they're you know taped and then rewatched. So. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh -oh. Oklahoma, baby. Uh -oh. 
Oh, shit, with 30 seconds. Oklahoma gave up the go-ahead touchdown. They have been screwed three times on three different plays on this drive, and they're down now 34-33 to as I sit here in my Oklahoma jersey. And they are driving down the field with 30 seconds left, and all they've got to do is kick a field goal. So, if I seem distracted during the Fungi Five, you'll know why. I just wanted to let you know. Let's no, I, I don't blame you. I'd probably be doing the same thing, too, if that was my team plan. So. All right, let's move on to Funky Fact Number Two. All right, Funky Fact Number Two this week. The Pro Wrestling Illustrated issued its top 500 wrestlers of 2006. Um, I believe it just came out uh, either this week or last week. I just got to get my hands on the top 20. I won't list the full top 20 because that might take a while, but the top 10 list... Um, you can see the full top 20 over on WrestleView.com. The top 10 right now uh, in order is John Cena, uh, Kurt Angle, Edge, Samoa Joe, Mystico, uh, Rey Mysterio. This one kind of surprised me at number 7. Brock Lesnar, wow. uh, Kenta Kabashi at number 8, Shawn Michaels at number 9, and at number 10, and this might have surprised some people, surprised me, Jeff Jarrett. Now... I want to say, I saw this on our message board, thanks to Joe from Thomas River for posting that. River Joe. No, uh, River Joe posted that. I got to see that the other day. I actually got, I think today was the first time I saw it. I was going to say, I've been keeping up with the uh, forum page. I think it was posted today, so I went and took a look at it. And I'm surprised, maybe I shouldn't be surprised at the amount of Japanese wrestlers in the top 20. Oh, not at all. What, Brock Lesnar? But Brock Lesnar? I mean, somebody posted, did he wrestle enough this year to qualify? No shit. He wrestled, but he didn't wrestle nearly any full-time schedules like these other guys were doing. So it was kind of, it was a little strange. I mean, that's almost like seeing Mick Foley up there because he had a couple good matches this year. Yeah. At least we got to see those. I think Mick Foley would probably belong up there before Brock Lesnar. Yeah, because we at least got to see those. We get to see those matches. I didn't see a single Brock Lesnar match. And I haven't seen one since I, he left. I thought he wasn't wrestling because uh, he didn't want to give up the belt. Well, I think they took it away from him. Uh, yeah, okay. I, I don't remember exactly. But uh, how do they... I, I've never been big on this this PWI top, what is it, 500 that they do? Right. Yeah, yeah. I've never been big on their list because there have been shows early in the history of Wrestling News Live where Vabam at the time was hosting with us, and he would run down the list... And he knew all those Japanese wrestlers, but there were so many that it almost made me go, eh. And then there's always those wrestlers that are up there that you go, how in the hell are they up there? Right. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't want to start a, hey, oh, oh got blocked. Shit. Motherfucker. Ugh. I don't want to start a big, you know, uproar. But, I mean, let's be honest. If we're going to pick the top ten Best wrestlers for this season or for this year? Yeah. Brock Lesnar. Does Kurt Angle even belong at number two? Yeah. Well, I mean, he belongs in the top ten. Does he? He really hasn't wrestled much this year. No, he hasn't. And he hasn't made that big of an impact. And he really hasn't wrestled any matches that make you go, God damn, did you see that Kurt Angle match? Now, he's earned the right to not have to do that every time. Well, that match here with The Undertaker, that was impressive. I'm Um, not bashing him in any way. Yeah, no, I know know what you mean. He hasn't been, yeah, I know. It wasn't as consistent. He was was missing some time, and yeah, I know what you mean. All right, Oklahoma law show's over. Get out. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. (laughs) I got to go get some beer. (laughs) At least Arkansas won today, barely. But they won. Woo-hoo, go hold. Oh, man. That's going to put you in a bad mood for the rest of the show, isn't it? Well, I was already in a bad mood when the show started for other reasons. Okay. (laughs) That just adds to it, yeah.
There you go. That just means I'm going to buy four or five more shots of Jaeger tonight than I had. He's in a bad mood and I feel like shit. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. <laughs> yeah. Well, you have a reason to feel like shit. I guess well, I have this, a reason this, to uh, this next topic might put you in another bad mood, Trey, so right. I don't know if you feel the same about You're this. You're batting a thousand tonight. Okay. Well, I don't, JSK might agree with me on this one, but... Even better. Number three here on my Funky Five, this is just something I've kind of noticed, but to me, it kind of feels like TNA is kind of coasting right now until the Bound for Glory pay-per-view takes place in October. It doesn't feel like it's must-see TV right now for TNA on Spike TV. It just kind of seems like they're doing stuff until Bound for Glory. And I know they have some... I mean, the card for No Surrender does look good. I'm looking forward to that Ultimate X match, the first-ever tag team thing. Um, the Jeff Jarrett Smojo thing could be interesting. Chris Saban and uh, the X Division champion Senshi. I know they're doing a big tag team turmoil thing with tons of tag teams, oh, a big battle royale. But it just—I don't know—it just seems like that it, this pay-per-view is taking a big, huge backseat to Bound for Glory. I know Bound for Glory is your biggest show there. You want to start promoting it, but you already promoted your main event of weeks and weeks ahead of time. Sting will not be on television, I don't think, until that that pay-per-view comes closer and closer, which isn't until next month. I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but watching Impact this Thursday, I could have missed that show and been just fine and kept up with everything going on in TNA. Well, my thing is this. You've got a pay-per-view next week, right? Next Sunday? Yeah, no surrender. And it's almost like they're saying, hey, we've got a pay-per-view on Sunday, but you know what? Don't worry about that. Save your money and come down to Detroit and check out what's our, our biggest pay-per-view of the year, which, by the way, Bound for Glory, when they started with their monthly pay-per-views, with their pay-per-view period, besides the Wednesday night show, with their, with their big three-hour pay-per-view started, Bound for Glory was not their be-all, end-all WrestleMania counterpart, Slammiversary was. That's correct. And now they're doing this whole, oh, the biggest one of the year, it's our Super Bowl. What better you said that last time it was, when it was Slammiversary in June. That's true. And even last year's Bound for Glory, I mean, it, did, it didn't really feel like it was this huge show. I mean, I know that was like the first month they were on Spike TV, but it just, I don't know. It didn't really feel like, it, it, that was kind of a disappointing show. I remember coming on and talking about that. I was really disappointed with Samoa Joe and uh, Jushin Thunder Liger. They had to change the main event because the scheduled main event was Jeff Jarrett, Kevin Ash, and Rhino ended up winning the title. And I think he held it for like a week, but it was more like two days because they taped TV right after the pay-per-view. Right. But it just, I don't know, it, it didn't feel that important then. And like you said, Slammiversary was, that's the culmination of, of the anniversary of TNA and now Bound for Glory. That was The Bound for Glory name was like the idea for the first ever monthly show, and then they kind of just abandoned that name with Victory Road for the first ever monthly pay-per-view. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I understand this is going to be a very important show, but, I mean, No Surrender, the second they started taping TV to build to No Surrender, they were already doing stuff for Bound for Glory. Yeah. And I know you have to do that because you want a lot of people buying the show and going to the show live, but it just feels like I don't need to – they're giving me no incentive to tune in every Thursday until Bound for Glory, you know, comes up here. So It's almost like they looked ahead and they went, well, we've got Thursday night football to kick off the season. We know we're going to have a bad rating that night. Um, we've also got all our eggs in one pay-per-view basket, and that's bound for glory. And we really aren't doing much to promote next week's pay-per-view. So let's just, you know, coast through, get through that pay-per-view, offer up good enough matches that it'll make you want to buy. But if you don't buy and you miss it, don't worry. The big one's coming up in another month. Right. That's what it feels like, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I 
I, I just I'm pay-per-viewed out at the moment, to be honest with you, because there's so many anymore. Yeah, I mean I don't understand that anymore either. But I mean, when you got three products over there in the WWE, and each one of them have to have their pay-per-view, and TNA's got to have their pay-per-views. I mean, it, you know, it's, it is. It gets to be a pain in the ass, and I guess. You know, a smaller one like this one, No Surrender or whatever, will be overlooked a little bit because they're, you know, bringing up their Super Bowl, which, like Trey said earlier, they should have just waited and made Slammiversary their Super Bowl like they have been for the last three years. And then No Surrender wouldn't have gotten overlooked. But I understand it's getting close to the end of the summer. you got people going back to school. Seasons are changing. You want to go out with a bang. So now you got to make... Um, uh, no, Abound for Glory, your big dog, and, and now Slammiversary is going to suffer because of it. I just Unless wish, come, you know. I wish wrestling people, the creativeness behind wrestling, and the people that have the money that make the decisions would give wrestling fans a little bit more credit. We have longer memory spans than six months. A little bit. You know, and I mean, when you go, oh, oh it's, sweet, it's our, <laughs> it's our biggest one of the year. It's our slammer. It's our, it's our WrestleMania. It's our Super Bowl. And you were saying that about a totally different pay per view last time. Yeah. You know, I'm just like, give us some credit. We don't forget. That's what we do. It's wrestling. And, we, and what's funny right now too is a lot of people are kind of down on TNA right now, and that is not something they need, especially going into what they like. You've been saying the biggest pay per view of the year. This is their first ever show outside of Orlando. And when you already have a lot of negative feedback to the product right now, as is, I'm sure they don't like hearing that. Um, but I even Jim, and I'll get to this later in my news updates. Jim Ross has been commenting on the TNA product on his new website, jrsbarbecue.com, where he does weekly blogs, and people have been pretty vocal about some of the stuff he said about TNA. Barbecue, so, you know, you. there's a buzz out there, but the buzz isn't what I think TNA wants. So, I guess we'll find out. Let's move on to your next funky fact. All right, well, this is kind of a non-wrestling-related story, but I know it's kind of going back to ratings a little bit. This show is going to be going head-to-head with ECW on October 10th. I'm talking about the next uh, live UFC event on Spike TV. It's going to be Tito Ortiz versus Ken Shamrock 3. A lot of people thought they were cheated with the second uh, fight between these two back in July. Now, and you'll Tito be cheated Ortiz, on the third because it won't well, last very long. <laughs> well, I think it's going to last a little bit longer, but... Again, you know, Shamrock, this is supposed to be Shamrock's last official match in the UFC. Only if they tape one of Ortiz's arms to his dick will this be a a longer fight. No, you're right. Um, Ortiz did an interview with NBC Sports, and he's predicting that their match live on Spike TV is going to draw 15 million viewers. Um, That's quite a prediction to be making, and right now people are only expecting that quarter hour of that match when it takes place to do between a 3-5-4-0, which is about what Monday Night Raw averages every week, so they'll definitely get a bigger audience than ECW that week, I believe. Um, I personally, they're just going to kill ECW going head-to-head with it. I know they're going to try to really book ECW hard that night because that's going to be a huge, huge thing to go head-to-head with, but I don't know what you get. I mean, if you guys have any real interest in it, I know UFC right now is blowing up. I talked about UFC quite a bit, their pay-per-view buy rates when you guys were off the show, how they're completely outdoing the WWE right now, just basically killing Vince McMahon right now in terms of pay-per-view buy rates. They're building, you know, a lot of a lot of people are just getting people talking about the product right now. 
I mean, is this, like, good, do you guys think? I mean, is this going to – I mean, the, the same demographic. I went to a Matt Hughes autograph signing here in Cedar Rapids, and when I was standing in line, there were still people talking about pro wrestling in that same line. So it's still like that same demographic. Oh, yeah. But, it's, but it seems like people are getting tired of what the WWE and TNA are doing right now, and they'd rather watch this. Well, yeah. the reason they would rather watch this is because – it's not scripted, so anything's possible right. within a little realm. Anything's possible, and that little bit of anything that's possible has been better than what we've been force-fed and what's been predetermined. Right. I mean, I mean, that's pretty much it. At least back in the old days of wrestling, when you actually had wrestling matches and, and, and it wasn't so much the storyline and everything that was going on around the ring instead of inside the ring, you had, you know, those people that watched the... They, they all knew it was still scripted and everything, but it still had that little bit of mystery to it. And it still had the matches were good enough to carry it. You're not getting that anymore. Now, Vince McMahon and all those idiots are concentrating more on the story around the ring instead of the story in the ring. So what would you rather watch? You know, I'd rather watch somebody have a real good shot of tearing somebody's eyeball out of their head or getting knocked smooth out and really fighting and hurting somebody than watching two guys dance around the ring. And I hate to be the one of those guys that say that, but that's true. Two guys dance around the ring where I know within the first two minutes of who's going to win this match and how. Well, with UFC, you've got these guys fighting like they do in the cage. It's, it's more extreme than ECW. Right. And so, I mean, that's where all the people that, I won't say all, but a lot of the extreme adrenaline junkies are watching that because that's what it has become. Right, exactly. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you think this third fight is going to be worth a damn, Shamrock's going to look like Trent Green. He's going to be laying there unconscious and not moving very quickly into that fight. Well, <laughs> Guarantee it. Yeah. And you don't have to argue about throwing a flag for a week. It's going to happen. I'm telling you right now. All right, let's move on to the next Funky Five topic, Funky Boy. All right, this is the uh, fifth one of the Funky Five here, final one here in this segment. Uh, TNA's website, TNAWrestling.com, was hacked this week. I believe it was hacked on early Thursday. Or I guess it was in the morning hours of Thursday, so 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 a.m. I wasn't around, so I missed it. But I guess the website was hacked, and there was people plastering things like WWE owns TNA over the website and stuff like that. But well, my question to you guys, I know Trey kind of mentioned this on our message board this week, um, does this accomplish anything, or is it just people needing to get out more? I think it's if you have nothing better to do with your time than hack any website, right. you need a blowjob. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> you need to get out. Yeah. You need to go out and experience some life. If nothing else, at least walk I mean, outside. Hey, I am not the coolest guy walking the planet. I am a closet geek. I am a video game junkie. I play World of Warcraft like it's going out of style. He does. But I also like to get out, and I like to be around women quite a bit, too. Quite a bit. And I like to go out and have a good time with friends, like I'm going to go do tonight, you know. Drink a beer. But if you have to do... Something like hack a website to feel important, like you've made your mark, then you really should sit back and analyze what you have going on in your life. It's kind of like arguing on an internet wrestling message board. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a little bit like that. I mean, yeah. it's, seriously, it's like just, you know, just chill out, talk, be adults to the best of your ability. It all boils down to this wrestling. It's wrestling. It's predetermined male soap opera. Instead of 
you know, fighting over who's going to have sex. They're just kicking each other's ass for storyline purposes. Exactly. The, the, the story in the ring that they have been telling all these years, they're not getting told. It's, it's you know, it's like, damn. Yeah, they're messing. <laughs> they, you notice there's more spots that are getting messed up. Uh, there's there's uh, more uh, laxness, uh, I guess you could say. It's, it's not as intense as it used to be, whether it's ECW, TNA, or whatever. It's just, I mean, TNA is a little bit more intense. That's why I like it more, because it, it, it actually, they are doing like they're trying. Anybody in the WWE affiliated products don't look like they're trying anymore. They don't have to. We're in here to, to, to actually sell the story that we're telling for the next pay-per-view. <laughs> we're not even actually in here doing a, a match, you know, and, 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 and it sucks. It loses everything. River Joe says, I don't hack websites, and I still need a blowjob. Well, there you go. <laughs> I'm just saying that, I mean, if... Seriously, if 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 you if if you have predetermined this malicious act of okay, I'm gonna go to the grocery store and pick up some milk and some cereal, some eggs, some gay eggs, um, some gay eggs and bacon. I'm going to I'm going to go home. I'm gonna take a shower and feed my dog, um, do my homework, and then I'm gonna play a little World of Warcraft, and then I'm going to hack the TNA site. And I'm going to put WWE stuff all over it. Because that cool. that will get them. That You know what? They may not even show up on Spike TV next week if I do that. <laughs> I like what the fugitive said in the chat room. He said he bet it was Michael Cole. Michael Cole's the uh, managing editor of WWE.com, for those unaware now. So. <laughs> uh, he probably had to plan a bug. I don't know. I just think, you know, if that's all you got, get out. Go do something with your life. And I, I, was, I know some people were talking about that there was something on WWE.com this week about Vince McMahon saying that he feels like WWE.com sucks and Michael Cole doing a response. And the reason I didn't bring it up is because it's all storyline. Half that website has turned into yeah. a storyline machine. I mean, you, you, most, I mean like, if, like if a wrestler gets signed, it's going to be a story. But as Trey and I'm sure JSK knows, if you go there, they have like hundreds of articles of people in character. And that was just, that's just another storyline they're doing. And, I, you know, it's... It, it's that they've been doing that for a while on the website. I didn't feel the need to bring it up. So. Well, it's just like the DX logo on Titan Towers. Right. That, that, that was on the, It was on the internet for two weeks at least before they used it on Raw, and that was supposed yeah. to be an alert, a bulletin that you got on your phone for your, you know, WWE backstage gossip news or whatever the hell. Come on, give me a break. Fucking ridiculous. I mean, you got enough of our money. Shit. I don't know. Only because we're stupid enough to keep giving it to them. Yeah, this is true. All right, that is your Funky Five for tonight. I do want to mention something that happened on Raw this week. Now, I will say this. For the last ten years, maybe longer, depends on your personal belief, I guess. It's up to each and every individual person. I know a lot of you majority-wise will agree. Women's wrestling has not been anything to, you know, stand up and shout about. It hasn't been anything worth really getting worked up about. You, you hope for a, a nip slip here or a, you know, a boob yeah, popping out yeah, there. Exactly. And, now women's wrestling is you're hoping to see some nakedness. Yeah, and I mean, is. to be real honest with you, how hard is it just to get on, hell, audiowrestling.com's message board? If, yeah. you, need, if you need duty, <laughs> yeah. they got you covered. Hell, you can do anything you want on the Internet, find naked people. But, I mean... In a time where women's wrestling has sucked and has been the part of the show where most people live go get 
popcorn or something to drink or take a piss, and most people at home fast forward or get up and go to the bathroom themselves during the live broadcast, I want to say that Trish Stratus has come so far as a woman's wrestler from the time where she was barking in the ring covered in shit to where she is now. And i got to be honest with you. I won't even lie to you. Maybe I need to man up a little bit. I don't know. But I did watch Raw, and during Trish's segment, I got emotional. I'm going to miss Trish Stratus. I'm going to miss what Trish brought to the WWE. Now, with that being said, I, I hate that she's retiring. I hope that she doesn't retire and come back, retire and come back, because that will tarnish things. But I will miss Trish Stratus. She has come a long way in the wrestling business. And she is one of the women, one of the few women, that when her matches were on television, I didn't treat it like a piss break. Because I think Trish is the hottest diva ever in the WWE. I think that she probably puts on some of the better matches than anybody in the WWE's women division. And she, even when she sucked as a heel to start with, she made it believable by the end. Even though she got hurt and had to come back as the face. So... They did a great job with Trish this 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 Monday night. I loved her with Christian. I thought that was the yeah. They just didn't give it enough time because they both ended up getting hurt. Trish Stratus was the epitome of women's wrestling within the last 20 years, and I can tell you that because I've been watching wrestling for the last 30. But Trish Stratus was. I mean, she came a long way, like you said. She came as a valet, didn't have any wrestling experience whatsoever, and she trained and she worked out and she did what she had to do to become one of the top premier women wrestlers of all time. Yeah. It's going to suck that Trish Stratus has to go, but I hope that she does go and find prosperity whatever. prosperity, and whatever that she does because she is one of the ones, one of the few ones that do deserve it that came from the WWE. And the yeah, and I did it. want to say one quick thing here, too, about Trish Stratus and she is someone, I mean, obviously she's gorgeous. She's probably one of the one of the sexiest, I would say, women's champions. Because, you know, if you look at our, our crop of women's champions in the past, um, they haven't been the most attractive looking. No. I think Sable was kind of the first, like, attractive one, but you didn't take her too seriously she in the ring. Um, but with Trish, you know, she's been someone that's been offered numerous, you know, chances to pose nude in Playboy. And, I, I you know, I, I always, obviously, we would love to see Trish naked. I mean, who wouldn't? But whenever, whenever she made a statement, she would say, listen, you know, I've been offered many times, but I, I, I don't want to go there. Right? I want to be remembered for my wrestling and not for, you know, my tits in Playboy. And I, you know, I, I respect, I, res- I grew a lot of respect for her, and I don't actually yeah. say the word grew. <laughs> Trey's rude to laugh at me there, but a lot, you know, of, a lot of people would have done that. They would have taken the quick paycheck. And look at all the, the WWE people that have posed in Playboy, China. Uh, Sable, uh, Candice Michelle, people like that. You know, oh, Christy Hemme. Christy, I mean, obviously she was pretty good in the ring, but she was let go by the company. Candice still with the company. Sable, China, no longer with the company. Tori. So, Tori, Tori, Tori Wilson. Tori Wilson, obviously, yeah, she's probably the. I mean, there, there's been one or two there that have worked, but it just it. But we're not going to remember Tori Wilson when she's done for her wrestling. We're going to remember, no, hey, remember her for Playboy. Playboy. I've got exactly. Both. And right now, and just I mean, just just listen to what Trey said. Trey was talking about Trish and her in-ring career, and I think she accomplished that by not posing in Playboy. And you know, I want to say that I want you to each and every one of you think about this. This is a true story. Trish Stratus was a call screener for Live Audio Wrestling's wrestling radio show up in Canada. 
She answered the fucking phones and became one of the best women's wrestlers of all time. And now she's retiring, and it's almost like I don't believe it because she's so young and she's still so beautiful and still so good in the ring. I Like I said, I wish her the best. I hope she doesn't come back and go and come back and go and Mick Folius. But I do want to say that as far as women wrestling goes in the WWE, it is dead now because the best one yeah, is leaving. It's done. So with that being said, for those of you that might have missed it, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back with more Wrestling News Live right after this. WWE.com caught up with Trish Stratus backstage after her match for a little emotional post-match, possibly final interview. First of all, congratulations on your win against Nikki James. I gotta say, it must be a pretty emotional night, being it's your last night on Raw. No, no, it's just another night. <laughs> um, you know, it's just everything. Um, it being 9/11 and having my last match in the gardens in New York is pretty special. Um, it's kind of everything's hitting me now, so. And now, back to the wrestling show that's for the fans, by the fans. Wrestling News Live... Back to you guys. Welcome back to Wrestling News Live. I am the Trade Out alongside my tag team partner. Jay, yeah, okay. And we're joined as always by the third leg of the tripod, the funky one himself, Adam Martin. What's up? Hey you. Um the Trish Stratus thing. You know, I, it, the, the audio doesn't do it any justice at all. Well, <laughs> that that could be always said about Trish. The audio never did it any justice. But she had tears in her eyes. She was emotional. And even when they caught her backstage, she was emotional. And I don't know what she has planned, where she plans to go. Um, we don't talk a whole lot about women's wrestling on Wrestling News Live or any wrestling show, really, for that matter. 
But uh, I do want to wish Trish the best, and uh, I hope she's successful whatever she decides to go do. And, you know, that marriage proposal is still out there. So, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if she's going to... Uh, she's actually getting married this month, Trey. Oh, to me? Well, if you want to crash it, sure. Oh, well, hell, I'll crash it. That's cool. I can do that. That's fine with me. I don't know if JSK would be up for a crash at this point, though. He's not. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's according to what it is. Oh, true. So, yeah, Trish Stratus going to retire, and we're going to do our Unforgiven picks coming up in just a little bit. Adam, are you ready for your Unforgiven picks? Do you have them all ready to go? No, I'm completely doing these off the top of my head, so. Okay, well, while we're doing this, why don't you go ahead and call up WrestleView.com and give us the list because uh, I printed it off at work today and I was in such a hurry to get the hell out of there and I left it in the printer so somebody's going to come in for the morning show on Monday and go Unforgiven? What? WWE what? Huh? I've been giving away tickets to go see Raw this week on my on my regular show and it's been yeah. unfucking believable the amount of people calling for these tickets and it's people that you don't expect it's, like, it's not the kids it's the moms and the dads that want to go and it's and they have the uh, they have the answer for the trivia question for Carlito and everything like that. So yeah, all my all my and you know what's funny is that I thought I was asking pretty easy questions and it was pretty tough to get the the correct answer sometimes on the show. But I love it when women call in. They're like, oh, is it time yet? No, no, not time yet. Oh, I just got to see Batista. Mm-hmm. He's not on Raw, sweetheart. <laughs> I don't tell him that though. I just go, oh yeah, I like Batista too. <laughs> I think it's been funny when I've been just like, you know, kind of doing stuff during the week and then Trey calls me at night and he's like, uh, yeah, I need Carlito's theme song in like an hour, so if you could get that to me, that would be great. That would be great. How's the morning show treating you? Uh, it's, it's been fun, but man, I have to get there at 7 o'clock in the morning, which means I have to get up at 5.45 because it takes me about 45 minutes to drive there. Well, not half hour, but half hour, 45 minutes, depending on the traffic's moving, but... Oh, that's been rough to... Actually, I did do a fun thing where I... Uh, I'm now known as Chops the Intern, by the way. I don't know if JSK has heard anything, but they yeah, decided to call me Chops because I had long sideburns a while ago, and they were kind of fixed, so they called me Chops. So, Right. But uh, I did a thing where, and this is probably the most uninteresting topic in the world, but that's kind of why they did it, but they said, Adam... I want you to uh, grab a microphone, grab a tape recorder. I want you to walk the streets of downtown Cedar Rapids, and I want you to ask people what they think about angled parking because they're going to do angled parking in downtown Cedar Rapids. So basically I had to walk around for like two hours, and they were calling me on the cell phone and putting me on the air live. And so, how's it going, chops, and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. It's been interesting. I've been the little intern bitch for a while. So yeah, he was. Kinda... He, he sent me a couple of clips. I thought about playing them on the air, but I decided not to do that. Um, but Adam had to do sports one morning. And you could tell that when it came time for sports, he talked about the team I like, the team he likes, the team you like. And then he was like, oh, yeah, and uh, in other sports. Um... <laughs> well, the, the bad part was, was the script was, I was, you know, I didn't really read it. And uh, we were about... Yeah, that, that's um, the problem. Yeah, you kind of need to read <laughs> Well, I wasn't supposed to do it. I, I'm just the intern, because the, the guy that I was doing the show with, he kind of runs the, the station, and he hates it when he doesn't allow interns to read sports news, weather, whatever, because he doesn't think they're experienced enough. But he had me on the show for the first hour, and he, apparently he thought things went well. I actually sent him a link to Wrestling News Live, and he's like, well, you can do wrestling news, and you can do this. So 
he didn't give me any prep time at all. It, literally 20 seconds before we were going to go live, he threw the script at me and said, you're doing sports. So he did the news and that I was having to read sports and then listen to what he was talking about and get ready to Well, I'll put it this way. Like, you sounded better doing sports and you know how bad you sounded than he did doing the news. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. So, I mean, it was like, in a, in a voice like mine, because I've had to do storm coverage for our station, but with a, with a voice like mine, it doesn't sound really professional when you go, yeah, and over in uh, Iraq today, the Al-Qaeda, in a... Uh, <laughs> in that voice, too. In that voice, you know, it's like, what the fuck is this? The damn Al-Qaeda. And damn Al-Qaeda, I tell you what, there's a bomb in the bus out there, and about 45 people got blown to bits. And they took their deer. And they took their deer. <laughs> they took their deer. I've been able to sneak in some Ron Burgundy references. I heard that. That was good. That, that was but, good. Yeah. I didn't like the Ron Burgundy. All right, well, yeah. here's the deal. We've had it on our MySpace page, which you can check out at www.myspace.com forward slash Wrestling News Live. We had it up to where you can sign up, post a comment in the comment section for your uh, Unforgiven picks. And we, we, I, before we went on the air, put all the names in a hat, and I drew one name out. The one name I drew is going to come on the air and do picks with us coming up in our picks segment. So I will say the winner now so they can go ahead and get ready. Santa Loco is the winner. El Loco Santo. So, Loco Santo, get ready to call in. Jeez. Not yet, but here pretty soon. Get ready to call in. Actually, if you want to call in now, you can. We'll just knock it out. So, if you want to go ahead and call in now, you can for Santo Loco. And we'll run down our picks for WWE's Raw Unforgiven for this Sunday night. It's going to be different because usually, like we said earlier, we come on after the pay-per-view. We know it all. We're the smartest people alive. Yeah, well, we know it all anyway. We're wizards. We're brilliant because we predicted it. And I'm going to get 100%. You're not going to get 100%. 100%. No. Take Batista in the main event. What? <laughs> I just want to see if I can throw you a curveball. Oh? He looked at me like, what the fuck? What the fuck? What? The fuck? So, what? All right, so how, how do you want me to do Are we just going to read these off, say the name? we can elaborate? Or no, I'll tell you what I want you to do when it comes time, Chops. Just settle okay. down. Just right, simmer. simmer. This isn't, you know, Iowa rock radio. Eastern Iowa is real rock. Joe from Tom's River says, what are you talking about, Trey? I think you should host 60 Minutes. <laughs> That'd be 59.9 of me going, um, Phil, uh, in the news today, somebody got shot. Somewhere. I don't know who it is. I'm sure. Somebody got shot. I don't know. So we'll do our unforgiven picks as soon as Santo Loco gets off his ass and calls in. In the meantime, we'll go ahead and run this down for you. And uh, like I said, it's going to be different. We'll see how it goes. I hate doing predictions because I hate when I'm wrong. It happens quite a bit. But we'll let the King and JR tell you what's going on with Unforgiven. Folks, you're not going to forget Unforgiven. This Sunday on pay-per-view in Toronto, it is going to be electrified. Speaking of Unforgiven, are you ready for this? John Cena squared off against Edge. It's a must win for Cena. No more chances of the WWE title. Tables, ladders, and chairs. A match Edge has never lost. A match Cena has never participated in. And then the Battle of the Monsters. Kane and Umaga. Will we find out who the true monster of the WWE is? And in the World Tag Team Championship at stake, as the Spear Squad puts the title on the line against the Highlanders. As Rowdy Roddy Piper properly motivated 
the number one contender. We'll find out. Boy, this is getting personal. Carlito and Randy Orton one-on-one. This match has the opportunity to steal the show. Second generation stars, a third generation for Orton. Carlito and Orton can't wait to see. And then this, Lita, the women's champion, is going against Trish. Certainly a great deal of emotion as Trish Stratus competes in her last match. And being in her hometown, can she become a seven-time champion? And they're the championship at stake. Johnny Nitro, the champion, going against Jeff uh, Hardy. Jeff Hardy's that great momentum since returning. He's painted a lovely picture here tonight. And Jeff Hardy will be going for Gilbert. And then, hell in a cell. Yes! Taking on Mr. McMahon, Shane McMahon, and the Big Show. It is hell on earth. The first ever handicap match in WWE history inside hell himself. All right, still waiting for uh, Santo Loco to uh, lazy bastard steal a fuck on the sweatshop or something. Yeah, I'm make sure. I mean, I'm sure all the workers and the jobs you get in it. Let's go. All right, welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who's this? This is Santo Loco. Hey, what's up, man? Are right, you ready to join us for our Unforgiven predictions? Uh, yes, I am. Even I'm not getting the pay-per-view this Sunday. Ah, uh, well, don't worry about it. We'll, yeah. <laughs> you, don't, you don't need it to correctly predict the matches anyway. WrestleView.com, I have one shortly after. There you go. Thank As you. always, WrestleView.com will be providing live coverage of WWE Unforgiven on Sunday, September 17th, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. Right. Thank you, Trey. Appreciate that. This is coming straight from WrestleView.com, the official news source of Wrestling News Live. You know that already. The WWE Championship, the TLC match. If Cena loses, he must leave Raw. Adam, you're up first. Uh, I will go with John Cena. There's been reports that he is not scheduled to lose and be pushed to SmackDown. So for that reason alone, I'll go with John Cena. All right, JSK. I'm going the opposite way. I'm going with uh, Edge. And the reason is is because... There's just too many pieces of the puzzle that are fitting together for John Cena to be in SmackDown. And the fact that they just changed that belt to Edge's belt, I don't see them changing it back anytime soon. Well, they only changed the little inside spinner part, which I wish they'd get rid of the whole thing altogether. I do too, but we'll go to our special guest, Santa Loco. Santa Loco, who do you think wins this one? I think Edge will win because I just like Edge. No, no, really, really, I think Edge is going to win because Cena's going to uh, be in the new... W-E-U-P-A, whatever. Okay. That's what I think. That's what he thinks? All right. I will go with, I wanted to go with Edge for the reasons that my partner did. Maybe I should have left that little nugget out. And then maybe I would have been. I would have went with Edge anyway. Yeah? Yeah. I I was going to go with Edge anyway. You were? Yeah. Huh. All right. Well, I'm going to go with Edge. Just because my little nugget of information, and I think, like you say, the pieces of the puzzle fit too perfectly for Edge not to uh, retain that belt and eventually send John Cena packing, which sends him over to SmackDown just in time conveniently for the CW debut on what was UPN. So there we go. What do we have? We have Santa Loca, myself, and JSK with Edge, and Adam with John Cena. Somebody writing the Adam, are are you writing these down? Yeah, I'm writing them down. All right, thank you, sir. Now I'm looking for it. All right, that's a little too loud. I don't want to do that again. All right. It's a good song, though, but it's nice in the background. But... Yeah, but I can't. Well, I guess I could do this. We'll do this. We'll make it all professional. 
So we're going to have the sound of the, the pay-per-view theme in the background, which is what, run by something? Days of yeah, Fire. Yeah, run by yeah. Days of Fire or something like that, yeah. Not a bad song. I wonder where they picked these from. I don't know. All right, moving on. Hell in a Cell. I'm going backwards, I guess, but it's the way it's printed on WrestleView, courtesy of the funky one. The McMahons and ECW champion Big Show versus DX. I'll go first. I'm taking D-Generation X. That's what I'm taking. Santa Loco, you're next. I say uh, DX is going to win with a little help of Sabu. All right, the music's too loud. I can hardly hear him. You think that DX is going to win with help from Sabu? Yes. Revenge on the big show. Okay. All right. I can see that happening. I think that will happen, yeah. That would be cool. That'd be all right. I'd like to see that, but I won't. (laughs) You won't see it because you won't be watching the pay-per-view. Yeah. No. Uh, Mexican masks aren't selling too well right now, are they? Uh, No. No, not really. Okay. All right. JSK. Well, I'm going with DX also for the simple fact that uh, they got their asses beat down. I mean, beat down Monday night, and you always, you, you know, always, or most of the time. And when you have a beat down like that, the night before a pay per view or a week before a pay per view, that the team getting beat down normally wins. But um, I want to go so far as to say Sabu helps, but I think we're going to have a little bit of interference on the part of DX from somebody. Uh, has this somebody slept with China? Um, I don't know. I did notice that. Uh, well, I guess that really. It's still kind of a wide range of who's who. Exactly. Um, You think X-Pac might jump in after he showed up in that house show? Well, I will say Uh, this, that uh, the crowd was chanting, we want X-Pac on Monday. Yes, they were. So the WWE might be listening. Who knows? Adam? Yeah, well, the, the crowd also chants for Goldberg still on WWE, but he's not coming in anytime soon. Walton's still under contract with that new MTV pilot, so that's not happening. But um, I, I, I want to say McMahon's and Big Show are going to win just because I'm sick of the whole DX thing, but maybe DX, because, you know, th- there's been this whole story that Shawn Michaels has been injured, he has to get surgery, and then there was the plan to do Triple H, Randy Orton as a new feud going into WrestleMania, although I know Randy Orton hasn't helped himself politically lately backstage, so... Um, I, I don't know if McMahon and Big Show is the safe pick, so I'll go with DX. All right, so that makes us all agreeing on DX for that one, correct? Correct. All right, WWE Intercontinental Championship match. Johnny Nitro with Jugs taking on Jeff Hardy. Santa Loco, you're up first. Well, I had a lot of thinking about this one because, you know, you know, Jeff Hardy just uh, coming in WWE and, um, you know, First of all, I was thinking maybe, you know, he might help out Nitro, you know, give him the push. But uh, I, I think Jeff Hardy might end up uh, in his belt. You think so, yeah. Jeff Hardy? Yeah. Yeah, I think he'll get it. All right. With, 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 along with a painting. Well, yeah. Yeah, as long as he leaves the paint out, we might have a good match. Uh, Adam, go ahead. Uh, I'm going to go with Johnny Nitro and kind of a shock win. And a shock win? Yeah. I think kind of just pulls it out at the last second, kind of like what they've been doing on Raw lately, so... Okay, um, is that like... Do you need to get that? No, well, no. Just let, I'm trying to just... <laughs> Little Timmy could have got his... Hey, tell them workers that it ain't break time yet. Little Timmy could have got his well, arm caught in the printing press. One. It ain't break time. It's natural as a panic button. Oh, okay. Vacation time. All right, JSK. <laughs> Well, you know what? There's two matches that are in this pay-per-view, or actually three, that are going to be real tough to call, and this is one of them. Johnny Nitro going against Jeff Hardy. 
You know that uh, what they, well, like Adam said, what they've been pulling here on um, Raw lately with the quick finish, you know, the surprise win. <clears throat> and Jeff Hardy is new to the WWE, but Jeff Hardy has been on a roll. You can't count out the fact that you got Molina at the ringside for Johnny Nitro. Is it too soon for Jeff Hardy to have the belt, or has Johnny Nitro carried the belt too long? To mix up this, this division, I say that you get Jeff Hardy the belt. But I'm going to have to go with Johnny Nitro. Not good, because my pick is going to be Jeff Hardy. <laughs> I was hoping you would go with Nitro. Okay, I, so. I'm going to go with Nitro just for the simple fact that I think that it's, it's a little soon for Jeff Hardy, and that feud is going to go back and forth. And how many real heels do you have for the Intercontinental belt, Johnny Nitro? I'm going to take it a step further than that in my, uh, you know, X-Files way of thinking, conspiracy thinking. I think they give the belt to Jeff Hardy just to further slap Matt Hardy in the face. And, and that's another way you can go about I honestly it. think that. I think and, if and, Jeff Hardy comes in, he's already got the title shot. He got screwed out of it on TV. We saw it. I think Jeff Hardy wins this belt and becomes the new Intercontinental Champion. Did uh, I get everybody? Is that everybody? Yeah. All right. <clears throat> WWE Good. Women's Championship match. Lita, the champion, taking on Trish Stratus in her farewell match. All right, I will go with Adam first on this one. Um, is this no? This is a tough one. I know JSK was just saying that there's a few matches on this show. This one, one of them. <laughs> well, I, I would say it is because everyone wants to see Trish win, um, it being her last match. But see, the problem with this is, is Lita is going to be leaving the WWE too, and I don't think a lot of people are aware of that. Um, this is going to be her last run with the company for a while. And they're just not giving it TV time or any attention right now. They're doing all the attention on Trish Stratus since it being her hometown in Toronto. I just just for that simple fact, I, I'm just going to go with Lita on that one. It might be a stupid reason, but I'm going to say wow. Lita. I don't see how you could have after her career and what she's given to the WWE and the women's division. I can't see how you could have Trish lose on her final match in her hometown. Even though it is her match in her hometown, it's notorious for that shit. It's it's her final match, and so with what Adam said, with what I feel in my heart of hearts, I think they're wanting to get rid of the women's title, and what better way to do it than let it retire with Trish Stratus? So I'm taking Trish Stratus. JSK. Damn you, damn you, damn you. That's exactly what's going to be my argument right there. You've got the best women's wrestler in the last 20 years leaving the company. You really don't have a women's division without her. Hell, you barely had one with her. So what better way in her hometown, uh, in her last pay-per-view match, to have her go out the way she deserves to go out? True Stratus wins the belt. Naked? Oh, just with the title. Okay, yeah. I got you. All right, no, Santa Logo. Just naked with the title. That'll work. All right. Santa Logo. I like that also because I read that uh, from Omega. He put that on the chat room saying that Trish will win and will take the belt with her. And that's it. We'll win the title because it just ain't going all right, you know? Um, I mean, the division's like, too weak. We see more shit than ass, you know? Yeah, the division's just too weak, and I think with what we know about Lita leaving to become uh, the next Chris Jericho, I think Trish Stratus takes the belt and retires with it. Right. Um, World Tag Team Championship, we've got the Spirit Squad taking on the Highlanders. All right, Robbie. Um, Santa Loco. <laughs> Uh, I say the Highlanders. Um, I think everybody's tired of the Spirit Squad. Uh, I think after this match, when the Highlanders will win, I think we'll see 
the spirit squad, you know, get to a fight with each other and and then they're breaking up. And then we'll see all these guys starting, you know, their own little thing. Which That's what I was is a bold prediction because now you're not only calling that the Highlanders will win, but you're calling for the dismantling of the spirit squad, which could lead to oh, five more singles wrestlers on the card, which could also make your argument for John Cena going to SmackDown even better. All right, Adam, the Highlanders taking on the Spirit Squad. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I'm going to go with the Highlanders pretty much for the same reason. I mean, they've had the tag team opportunity. I loved the thing they did with uh, Roddy Piper on Raw in Madison Square Garden. That was really, really cool. I, it'd be really cool if Roddy could be like a manager for the Highlanders. It'd be a perfect fit. Unfortunately, that probably will never happen. But you know, the Spirit Squad thing, you can even tell right now watching it on TV. It's, it's really ran its course. They were told about a month ago that they were going to be disbanding the group. They didn't give it an exact date, but I, I could see right now this kind of being the start of things to come with uh, kind of the dismemberment of the uh, Spirit Squad. So I'll go with the Highlanders to win the uh, World Tag Team titles. Uh, here's a little nugget of information, but I'll wait to save that for JSK's pick. Well, of course I'm going with right. Because, of course, um, you know, the Highlanders are going to win. Uh, the Spirit Squad should have been disbanded and dismembered a long time ago. And I dismembered? Said, I said dismembered. Wow. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, you know what? They are talented wrestlers. Don't get me wrong. The gimmick just sucks. Have, break them up. Get another tag team. Three more singles wrestlers. A couple more tag teams. Since Vince is, uh, is, is seeming like he wants to build that tag team division a little bit. You've got two more tag teams right there. But, um, yeah, I say uh, the Highlanders definitely are going to win this. And they'll probably carry those belts for a little while. All right, now here's a little nugget of information for you to put in your bonnet, however you choose to do so. Um, another reason I'm going to go with the Highlanders over the Spirit Squad is because I think the Spirit Squad are going to break up. And the reason I think that is, if you listen to the commercial sets we're playing for you tonight, there's a commercial about Raw live here in Springfield. Um, the, the commercial will say that, for some reason, Triple H and Ric Flair are tagging together to take on the Spirit Squad. Yeah, I don't understand that. Which makes no sense. But... Um, we've now learned that the Spirit Squad will not be here for that house show, which is October 1st. That's true. Which is right around the corner, but after Unforgiven. And the reason they're not going to be here, well, anybody can speculate, but maybe because there isn't going to be a Spirit Squad. Maybe You not. never know. They've replaced them with Caden Murdoch on the card. Woohoo! I'd rather see uh, Trey and JSK out there anyway. Um, which leads me to believe that there's a very good possibility that Shawn Michaels could be gone for a while to play the he's hurt thing, why else would they have Ric Flair teaming up well, with Triple H? They've, they've been doing that on Raw House shows for the last like two months where they have a thing where Vince orders like a DX gauntlet where they have to face you know two tag teams and there's been shows where Sean just doesn't work because he, he works a limited amount of house shows and they just have Ric Flair come out in a DX shirt and do the crotch shops. They've been doing that for a while. But yeah, it doesn't make much sense TV-wise, but they've been doing it for the live crowds at the house shows. So. Hmm. I think I think it's a good room more for the for the new crime time. Well, that's another possibility. It's crime time, baby. Don't, don't talk about crime time. I don't want anybody. Getting that's a right. We don't want to get us kicked off. That's here. right. We're we're racist enough as it is. Yeah. Randy Orton versus Carlito. Carlito, I spit in the face. Spitting in the face. Santa Loca, who wins? I say Orton because uh, he needs he needs a win. He needs a couple more wins on a pay per view event. Yeah, he's due, that's for sure. Adam? Yeah. Uh, I'll go with Randy as well. I mean, he has a lot of momentum going for right now. Carlito can lose all the time, and still the character works. So uh, Randy was groomed for a push. I don't know if it's going to happen now, but I don't think they're going to kill it here on a pay-per-view, so I'll go with Randy. 
this is one of those that's tough to call. That's one of the three. And uh, the reason it's tough to call is because you kill the buzz of Carlito, but you also would really, really kill Randy Orton with a loss right here, especially after he lost to Hogan with no explanation and no mention of it since. Um, and he's been losing on uh, Raw pretty regularly. I'm going to go with Randy Orton, and I think Randy Orton not only wins the match, but he has a post-match beatdown of Carlito, giving Trish one more chance to come out in front of that crowd. I think Trish comes out to make the save or scoop up the pieces of Carlito, and hopefully they'll have a live sex celebration. I don't know. We can only hope. JSK. Well, yeah, this is one of the three matches on the card that was that was going to be really tough to call. You've got pros and cons on both sides of each of these guys winning. Uh, of course, Randy Orton has been on a losing streak here lately. Um, I don't know if that was, uh, to me, it seems like that would play into a better storyline if they had him actually lose here. And um, Carlito has been on a, a kind of a winning, losing streak. He's been winning and losing. But, see, these two guys right now, although I think both of them should be in the heavyweight division, are kind of getting pushed back to the intercontinental division, which is making that division strong. But I don't know. Who wins here, Randy Orton and Carlito? I'm going against the green, everybody, and I'm saying Carlito. You just want to spit in the face. I want to spit in the face. I don't want to see Randy Orton lose. I don't want to see Randy Orton lose because I like Randy Orton as a character and a wrestler in the ring, and he is due for a win. But I think for the simple fact, they might be going somewhere with the fact that he has been kind of losing lately, and I want him to snap and get mean. Yeah. And and, and him losing to Carlito would give him that chance to snap and get mean. So huh. I'm going Carlito. All right. Now we'll move on to what has got to be the third yeah, match. Um, did I say one thing? I, I, I suppose so, yeah. Yes. Yeah, um, so as a face, I don't like. You don't? You know, I mean, I don't think he's getting the, the crowd. I don't know. When I see him come out there, I don't know if it's just my TV, but I don't see the big push for him for the crowd. I mean, I'd rather him as a heel. Uh, I, I think the crowd's behind him. He does now because, you know, in some way, WWE does not believe that heels do aerial moves and things like that. And I think that's, you know, kind of wrong, you know. You know, because you can see the change of style of wrestling he's been doing since he became, a, you know, a face. That's true. Yeah, I agree with that. That I like, because that's what his original, you know, wrestling, you know, that's what that's the style, you know, from the beginning, you know, when he first started. But, but he just seems to be I'd working. Be him as a heel. He uh, seems to be working better in the ring as a face. He does. He seems to, his moves seem to be a little bit more fluid. He's added some more moves to his repertoire. I just think he, he works better in a ring as a face. As a heel, he was too one-dimensional. And I think the crowd's behind True. him as a face. I think as soon as they hear, I spit in the face, they all go nuts. They go nuts. You know, and you've seen more people wearing the Carlito shirt since he's been a face in the crowd. Well, there was somebody at Raw that looked just like Carlito. Yeah, there was. <laughs> all right, the third and uh, final match, I suppose, on the card as far as right now is concerned. Kane versus Umbaga. JSK, I know this one's uh, the one you're looking forward to. So yeah, this is the match off. that I really want to see. Other, I really want to see the Randy Orton Carlito match, too. But Kane Umbaga is the match that I really wanted to see. This is the third match out of the three that I said is going to be tough to call because it's hard to call. But it's kind of not because I, I know who's going to win. I just hate to say it. They're going to have Kane lose this match because they're not going to have Umaga lose his undefeated streak. It's going to be nasty. It's going to be bloody. Uh, Umaga's going to win with uh, interference from uh, Alejandro Estrada. Uh, 
I can't do it anymore. Anyway. Or Santa Loco. Or Santa, or Santa Loco, that's right. Santa Loco with a mouse coming in out of nowhere. But, um, no, I really hate to see this because Kane, you know, he's always he's been one of my favorite wrestlers for as long as he's been in the business, and he's always seemed to be getting the short end of the stick. Always. Anytime you, see, you think he's going to get a push, he doesn't get it. Or he only gets it long enough to have it taken out from under him. Umaga right now is undefeated. He is a, a big, mean monster, and this is going to be a great match. But um, Umaga is going to be your winner, sorry to say. Uh, for the same reasons that JSK stated, I'm going to take Umaga because I just don't see Kane winning against Umaga and taking away that undefeated streak. Santa Logo? Obviously, we have to go with Amaga on this one. I, I will say this, though. When I kind of heard they were booking this match, I wasn't that interested. But that angle they shot on Monday where Kane threw the steel steps over the top rope and it nailed Amaga right it was It just had a really cool ride to it. I'm looking forward to this match for once. And uh, but, but obviously, you cannot kill that Umaga win streak. He has a lot of important victories over Shawn Michaels, Triple H, guys like that. I know it's kind of scary to say, but I remember a few months ago, someone said they were grooming Umaga to possibly main event WrestleMania. And given his win streak here, it wouldn't surprise me. I don't think people want to see it, but the way things are kind of going, you just never know. He could be kind of pushing to that main event scene maybe later this year, early 2007. But that's still down the line. we got to focus on tomorrow night, Unforgiven. I will take Omaga going over Kane. All right, so there you have it. And you know what, people? Did you ever think you'd hear somebody say, I can't wait for Triple H to get back in the title scene? <laughs> I mean, seriously. I just, you know, and to help that division, because the Edge and Cena thing, thank God it's over after this one. At least I hope it is. Those are our unforgiven picks. Uh, we'll uh, tally those up, put them on the message board, and you can add yours to it to see how you compare. And then we'll decide who's the big winner or the big loser after Sunday night. I'm sure it'll be me because I hate doing predictions. But with that being said, that is your Unforgiven Picks. Thanks, Santa Loco, man. We appreciate it. Gracias. I see. And I want to say arriba. I feel so lucky this week. You know why? Why? This is the second time I won from a radio show. <laughs> What'd you I win? Won, I won last Monday at Monday Night Mayhem for, for World Class Wrestling, baby. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, rock on. So the thing is, is we don't give you shit. Very enjoyed this. Uh, also, I'm also glad Mystical made it to number five in the in the five top five hundred. I knew you would like that, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. That guy's awesome. Mystical. I love to see him in WWE. Well, man, we appreciate oh, hey, you. We, we appreciate you coming you know, on. Hey, no problem, man. And, you know, I enjoyed this very much. All right. We'll talk to you next week, local. man. Okay, man. Gracias, man. Gracias. Adios. Yeah, shut up. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I love Santa Logo, but he's got just too many expressions to say before he gets off the air, you know? Oh, you got to love it. All right, we're going to take a short break coming up. Um, 
Those are the unforgiven picks. I hope that they don't suck, but like I said, I I hate doing picks. But There's with, really only three matches that I want to see anyway. Well, with what Adam said about the Kane thing that was done this Monday night, I was screaming at the TV, kick his ass, Kane, kick yeah. his ass. Yeah, it was great. Oh, they did a great job Monday night on the Kane and Mugga thing, yeah. All right, well, let's take a short break. Before we do, we'll send it over to Adam Martin. For another one of those Wrestling News Live, WrestleView.com News Minutes, Adam, take it away. All right, WWE released Greg Gagne from his uh, position as Booker of Ohio Valley Wrestling. I think he also held that position with Deep South Wrestling. Uh, According to reports from the Wrestling Observer, the feeling internally within the company was that his knowledge of the old AWA system was out of touch with modern wrestling. And from what I'm hearing, Simon B. Maguchi Nova, whatever you want to call him, is supposed to be taking over that position because he's no longer on the active WWE. Roster. Uh, Chris Canyon, who is someone many have labeled as becoming very desperate for attention lately, went on a radio show this week in Canada claiming that Bret Hart told him in WCW that the entire Montreal Survivor Series screw job in 1997 was a quote work and that he was involved in it, orchestrated the entire thing. He claims, like I said earlier, that Bret told him this in WCW. Okay. You say what you want to say, Canyon. There are also WCW wrestlers this week. Uh, Henry Godwin, Rodney Mack, Marty Jannetty, and Brad Armstrong. All the new deals, so that's something to keep track of. Three of the four are supposed to be working with young talent. Henry Godwin may become part of the uh, full-time roster of the three might as well. So that was your uh, WNL News Minute. I am Adam Martin of RussellView.com. Hi, this is Ray from TPSRadio.net, and you are listening to Wrestling News Live. Sunday, October 1st, the superstars are coming to Springfield's Hammond Student Center as WWE and the new motion picture, The Marine, present Raw Live. There's going to be a fight! In a no-holds-barred match, the WWE title is on the line when John Cena battles Edge, the Rated-R Superstar. And then, for you, the game is over. You see the game, Triple H, joined forces with the nature ball, Ric Flair, for a two-on-four handicap match versus the Spirit Squad. You also see the legend killer, Randy Orton. Another legend dies! One-on-one with the monster, King. And I... Will win! And many more at a special 5 o'clock bell time. Sunday, October 1st. Races are available now. Get them at the box office. MissouriStateTix.com or charge by phone. Visit WWE.com for more details. Hey, this is Charger Ray from Bolt Talk, your San Diego Chargers podcast. Every week we bring you the latest happenings in San Diego Chargers football. You can find us on iTunes, or you can visit us on the web at www.fulltalk.com. What's it like to fly through the air? What's it like to fly through the air? Exhilarating. Exhilarating. What's it like when bodies crash? When bodies crash. When bodies crash. Wheels collide. I don't surrender to doubt, fear, or inhibition. Face fear. Face fear. Face fear. The death of fear is certain. And the death of fear is certain. TNA Wrestling presents No Surrender. Live Sunday, September 24th on Pay-Per-View. Wrestling show that's for the fans by the fans. Wrestling News Live, 
to you guys. Welcome back to Wrestling News Live. I am the trade dog alongside my tag team partner. With his chain hanging low. <laughs> I was, was going to ask you. I was going to oh, ask you. Is your chain still hanging low? Yep, it's hanging low. <laughs> Adam, that just kind of fucked up my whole in- intro process right there. I wasn't excellent, ready. excellent music selection this week, Trey, because last week was all country, and I, I'm laughing right now. I, I love when Trey does that when he surprises me with the music selection, so that's great. Yeah, I do my homework. You do. That's awesome. I, uh... Well, I, and I'll tell you right now, I was on my way home from work today, and I turned it to uh, Z106.7, our sister rock station here, with my station, and uh, they played, they come right out of the commercial right into Rockstar by Nickelback, and I was like, man, I like that song. I'm going to use that this week. So I did. There you go. And then the uh, chain hanging low, I heard that in the bar the other night, and I was like, this is the dumbest shit. <laughs> but it's catchy, and it will be very catchy. Yeah. One hit, low hanging chain. All right, well, that's pretty much going to wrap it up for us tonight. Uh, hour and a half show for you, your Unforgiven preview show. I just want to say, how about them Chargers 27 to nothing in fucking Raider Nation kicking their ass? Ah! Okay. Yeah. Wow. 27. Was that eight? Nine sacks. Nine sacks by the defense. I don't even want to talk about Chiefs football right now. Chargers. I will say this, though, for the Chiefs. They've got the one head coach that can help them win this week. They've got the one head coach who has not had his starting quarterback for an entire season for the last three years. That's true. So they've at least got a guy that goes, hey, you know what, I'm used to trying to win with my backup. Is Damon Heward the guy? Well, I don't know. Maybe if you simplify the playbook and you give Denver a heavy dose of LJ and they have fumble fumbleitis like they did against the Rams. Kansas City? Uh, no, they're playing in Denver, Ooh. where we have not won in forever. Ooh. So, yeah. Ooh. I will watch the game. I will cheer for my Chiefs. I will hope and pray for a win. Chargers will be playing Tennessee in Charger Nation. So, uh, yeah. But if we don't get the win, then we got the bye week, and then Trent comes back. And even if Trent doesn't come back, I think we can beat the 49ers without him. Oh, yeah, anybody can right now. Oh, I don't know. Alex Smith and Frank Gore now. Come on. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll we'll see. say that. Hey, well. And maybe Adams Cowboys will get off the schneid. Well, they, I mean, last week, I mean, yeah, they lost, but it was, they they went down fighting, and you know that's typical Drew Bledsoe, so, you know, throwing an interception when he gets, you know, well, if you punch a guy, if, there, you, so. if you punch a guy in the nose when he's trying to make you give him a blowjob, and you still suck his dick, that's still going down fighting. It still yeah. sucks. You still blew him. He still blew. Yeah, I know. We 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 lost, but we didn't get blown out or anything like that. So we did. We we, we weren't the Green Bay Packers by the Bears. So I like think that. that the Raiders look the worst, though. I think. Are we doing Raiders that this week? Yeah, let's go ahead and get that out of the way. All right, we're going to add another member to the WNL MySpace friends list. Dun, dun, dun. Um, I'm still waiting for uh, Power One, Mr. Andy Knowles, to uh, sign up, and when he does, I'm going to put him on the friends list. Yeah, Andy, what's up with that, man? He's busy, man. He's a radio guy. Don't trust me. Nobody knows more about that shit than I do. All right, this week's trivia question I think is easier than last week's. Is it? I thought of this one about, like, Wednesday of this week, so... And I almost forgot it, so I got... I don't even know it, so there you go. Nobody knows it but me. I'm the only one. I didn't even tell Adam yet. Uh, The trivia question for the MySpace friends list this week, and the phones are open if you know the answer. Do not answer in the chat room. No, do not answer in the chat room. Answer with a phone call. If you answer in the chat room, it don't count. Well, if you know the answer and you don't have the ability to call in, then just shut the fuck up and don't answer. How's that? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Here's the question. 
and Double H, I'm sorry to uh, burst your bubble on that, but the Chargers are going to make Tennessee their bitches. Mm-hmm. I have to bitches. Write. Bitches. Um, here we go. Back in the day, and that's what this is about, long-time listeners of the show should have a easy trivia question this week. A certain tough-enough superstar, or tough-enough hopeful, I guess you should say, became a good friend of the show and called in several times and did several interviews with us on Wrestling News Live. However, I don't know, I don't want to know his name, I know his name. What I want to know is what was the nickname that he had for me? He had a certain nickname oh, shit. that he called me every time he called in the oh show. Oh, my God. You have to go way back. It was this, not, yeah, this is a while ago. I don't know if this is going to be easy. Cause it, was not is, a tra- it was not Wrestling News Live with Trey and JSK and Adam as far as this guy is concerned. It was Adam, JSK, and, and I had my own little nickname that he gave to me himself. And I hated it, but he called me by that nickname all the time. Can we give a clue? No, not yet. Oh. So right Should now, we say who it is? Because I mean, they're, they're not guessing who, the, who this person is, are they? No, they're just going to guess what that person okay. called me. Yeah, what was Trey's nickname? Well, go ahead and tell them who the person is. It was Jonah. Yeah, it was Jonah. Jonah, from, Jonah, from, Jonah from, Tough from Tough Enough. Yeah, you can tell them that. What did he call me when he called in to do interviews or just bullshit on the show? Yeah. Which he did several times. And there is one clue, but we'll wait a minute. There was like a Christmas show like two years ago where we had nothing planned and I couldn't come on the show because we were using a different... I think we were using Pal Talk then and we couldn't get it to work, but yeah. I remember Jonah called you and you just like talked him for like an hour about Jonah, absolutely nothing. Yeah, like Jonah co-hosted with me one show because JSK was in Nashville yep. and you couldn't get through. Yep. Yeah. So... Yeah, I think that was... Was that during the time of... Oh, I went to go see my daughter. That was, no, that was when Jaden was born. Yeah, know. during the time Jaden was born. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, the phone number to call in if you've got the answer, 417-429-1685. What was my nickname given to me by Jonah from Tough Enough 3 that he called me all the time? I thought he was on Tough Enough 2. No, Tough Enough 3. The final Tough Enough, actually, other than the one they had live in the ring for several weeks on Raw. I wonder if Jonah's still Stupid. wrestling. I don't know. I haven't checked up on him. We hadn't talked I about thought him. about it when I thought about this trivia question yeah. the other night. He was wrestling in the Boston area, New York, Jersey area. Yeah, he had uh, won a title. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he was uh, he was working with Al Snow, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he actually made one uh, TNA appearance on the weekly Wednesday night. Day. That's yeah, right. He, so. he did. He yeah. did. Yeah. Nobody knows this one. I'm surprised. I can't believe I think nobody. so. I told you, this is hard. This This goes back a long time ago. Can I give the clue? I guess it doesn't seem like it goes back that far to me. Oh, well, not to us, here. but to, you know, new listeners. Can I give the clue? Uh, yeah, I think I know what your clue is, so go ahead. LeBam's girlfriend. Yeah. There's your clue. LeBam's girlfriend. At the time. At the no. time. Yeah. At the time. Well, they may have got restraining orders on each other by now. Yeah. We don't know. I haven't even seen LeBam in a while. I wonder what he's doing. Uh, I talked to him not too long ago, as a matter of fact. Just to check in with him and see how things were going. Still likes little Chinese men, I assume. Or rockin', rockin' socks should know this. That was going to be the question of the week: was what was the band saying that we played all the time and oh, hated yeah. so much? Yeah. <laughs> I like little Chinese men. Rockin' socks should know this. I know. Who else is another that should know this? Um, uh, Omega so, should know it, but Omega, Omega doesn't count. It, but he doesn't count. Um, Walkie should probably know. No, this, I don't know about Walkie. Well, there ain't a whole lot of the old dogs in there. All right, Rock and Sock, you're the one. You should know this. Call in and give us the answer. That's right. If nobody gets it, I'm not coming up with another question this week. We'll just void it and go on to next week. So I guess we'll have two next week. Maybe. We could do that if I can come up with two questions. That's the hard part. I can come up with one. 
Okay, remember, everybody, that at 7.33 p.m., JSK said, I'm going to come up with a question. So when I say, what was your question, he goes, uh. I'd come up one like that. I, I could pull a question out of my ass right now if we had to, but it's related to me, and I think everybody would remember this. It's funny. I wonder if Omega even knows. I don't even know if he does, because he's not uh, being boisterous in the... I don't know. I, 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 I really could say a question that I think easy. everybody... No, I have a question that, I think everybody going, would know. That's, going that's a good question, though. you got to admit. Question. No, it's a great question, but I mean... It's going kind of far back. Yeah. Right. I could throw one out there unless you want to wait. I mean, I know everybody would know this one. It's not too hard, but you still have to think about it a little bit. All right, I'll give the answer. Yeah, I'll give the answer. Jonah used to call me Buttercup. Buttercup. <laughs> it was the Buttercup. And I buttercup. don't remember why. Because it had to do with Lil Bam's girlfriend. Because Buttercup would come on the show every once in a while, and we would call her by Buttercup. Well, Jonah thought mistook that and thought we were calling you Buttercup. Thought we were talking about me. Yeah. Right. That's right. That's right. Every time we call you, hey, Buttercup. Hey, Buttercup. Jonah. What's happening? Buttercup is Jonah. That yeah. thick eastern, east coast accent, so. Hey, Buttercup. So forget there you go. Forget right. about it, Buttercup. All right, Adam, give me your question. Hurry up, let's do this. Fuck y'all. Okay. Stole my thunder and ruined my night. Piss off. Good. Well, it's Oklahoma off. lost, so you need to be more mad. Uh, off. We did an interview mid, mid-year mid with Chris Harris and Bobby Roode. I wasn't on the show. That was the show where I was on Russell Talk Radio and Internet Dave was on our show. Now, Who the hell when, was Internet Dave? Exactly. When Bobby Roode took the phone, um, they were talking about, Trey and GSK were talking about him possibly becoming a future... NWA World Heavyweight Champion, and how I had brought that up on the show, but what did Bobby Roode call me when Trey brought that up? Oh, what did he call you? Damn, I don't even remember that. I think people would remember this, because this was, everybody was making fun of me in the chat room, so Bobby Roode called me a name. What did Bobby Roode call Adam on the show? I think people would know this one. It's not that hard. It just happened, so. I don't remember. Huh. I don't, I'm trying to remember. I know he got your first name right. What did he call you? Uh, I can't remember. I can't even remember. I've drank since then. Wow. I don't know. Looks like nobody else is going to know it either. Half-baked. Now, we were trying to think of the name of that movie the other night. Me and Boss was. and that's, It wasn't Dazed and Fused. It was Half-Baked. Right. Trey, I'll be right back in one minute. Sorry. Okay. Guess he's got to go take okay. a piss. I don't know. All right, what was the nickname that, and I guess not nickname, but what was the name that Bobby Roode used when he called and talked about Adam? You don't get this one, then. So it's done. Yeah. We're not doing it tonight. We'll just wrap it up. I don't, I actually, I, I don't know this one, so we got to wait for Adam to come back to tell us. Yeah. Because I don't remember. I do not know. But I can't remember. All right. All right. Well, anybody calling? Nobody knows? Nobody's calling in. Nobody Jesus. Knows. I mean, are we going to have to throw softballs I at mean, people? I mean, fuck, I didn't want to have to come up. My Uh-oh. name is Adam. Here comes the call. You don't know the fucking answer. You're just calling yeah, the call. Yeah, I do. You don't no, know. I'm not. Shut what, up. What, let me talk. All right, Negro. Who would you stand up for? <laughs> Myself. Um, did he call you Andrew Martin? Yes, he did. Andrew hey, Martin. Hey, that's well, he knew, so, I mean, there you go. See? All right, what double H is our next friend on our MySpace page? Hey, there you go. God damn it, I told you I knew the answer. You stole it. I don't know if I want No, I did it. I don't know if I want I... him on my MySpace page talking about people that hack and steal. Really? 
That's the second time in a row. Your phone sounds so much clearer. Where'd you steal this one? Uh, you know, I got it from Bonnage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing my thing, guys. All right. Well, I just wanted to say one thing. I'm sorry, JSK, but the Chargers will not win because Mike Titans. Uh, you are so smoking the pot. You, are, you know what? Here. Who's starting at quarterback for the Tennessee Titans this week? I don't know. Uh, they don't either. That's the problem. He's from Fresno State. Exactly. You don't know. Here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen to Tennessee right here. Oh, God. <laughs> They're going to get smoked. smoked. Exactly. Joe from Tom's River says, do a regular trivia question like about wrestling and shit. Oh, that, uh, I, I We will, trust me. If you fucking people can't remember shit that happened this year, then. We thought well, we would do stuff that had to deal with our show, you know, to give the hardcore listeners, the ones that's been listening for a while. Give them time. a leg up. Give them a leg up. And but sorry, that they're retarded, so. Uh, yeah, here well, we go trying to give the, the longtime listeners a leg up, and Double H is the second one to win. Yeah. And, uh, talk uh, about uh, ironic. And second. I won last week and this week. No, Power won one last week. No. Well, last week Double H had the right answer, but yeah, we had to say sorry. But yeah, now now he officially won this he week. He officially so. won. There you go. Double H, you don't even have a MySpace page. Yeah, I know I don't, but I'm just, I just like winning. <laughs> I like winning things. What the right? fuck is wrong with you? How are you gonna be on? <laughs> how are you gonna I'm be sorry. on the MySpace page when you don't have one? Get somebody to make one for you. Steal one. <laughs> Use Crime Times profile from WWE.com. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Maybe I will, man. Maybe I will. All right. I can't. I, I just, you. I just want to um, press out one argument. I'm pissed off that the Titans have Kerry Collins. I don't know why. Why the Raiders would love to have him back? Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Give him back. I hope they do. You see what happened to the Raiders last week? I Take don't know. Um, because that's exactly what's going to happen to Tennessee. Uh, we'll see. We'll see, man. And if the Titans win, I'm gonna give you so much heat. Hey, if the, the Titans phone, win, man. give me all the shit that you can give me. But guess what? They're not gonna. Well, <laughs> so we're it gonna win, man. <laughs> Shut up. All right, guys. All right, I got beer to drink and pussy to chase, so we're gonna wrap this up. All right, get get, get that tape, my player. All right, you guys. Hey, all thanks, Joe. Right. calling in, brother. Other pop. Later. Later. All right, that was Double H. I guess he is the he winner. He wins. Power one last week. Our Andy Knowles from Power One, and then um, Triple H or Double H this Triple week. H. Well, Triple H called in, and we <laughs> should have taken that last hit. Yeah, I know that was pretty good. All right, well, we're gonna wrap this up. Uh, I want to thank TPSRadio.net and AudioWrestling.com, WrestleView.com, and WrestlingNewsLive.net. All right. With that being said, we are going to get the hell out of here for uh, Andrew Martin and. Uh, Buttercup. JSK, I am Buttercup. With the chain hanging low, peace 420, kiss my ass. Good night, black people. I'm out. With my chain hanging low. I, we, I would love to hear that song as the outro tonight. Just you just, just for JSK. Just for JSK's sake. Just so I could, yeah. Well, let me see if I can dig that up for you then there, Adam. That would, that would be great. Because I, I was just imagining JSK laughing as that came in from commercial. Cause he just, yeah, because I didn't know it was coming either. I didn't. Exactly, I know. That's why I was laughing, so... I told him in oh. the uh, I told him in the uh, in the uh, commercial commercial break. break. I said, "Hey, just don't freak out when you hear the lead-in song." <laughs> That's all I could tell him. All With right. My we were gonna wrap this up. We'll be back live next Saturday hey, at seven p.m. Eastern. By. We do Lower surrender picks next week. Chat room and. 
go back to the forum board and clutter it up with more of your forums because I'll read them every day now. So there you go. Thanks. Can I do the thing now? Yeah, because my chain's hanging low. All right. Want to say thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, right here on WrestlingNewsLive.net, AudioWrestling.com, and TPSRadio.net. Take care, everybody. We'll see you next week.